0: Hello and welcome. This is Allison Hassler and
1: Russell Williams.
0: And we are here with Small Town Big Business, our podcast to talk to you about the why and the how great businesses thrive in towns of 50,000 population or less. And we are here in Marion, Illinois, beautiful muggy day in the Midwest and Russ tell us about where exactly we're located
1: yeah on this muggy day we're coming to you from the Citadel building in downtown Marion Illinois right here on Tower Square Plaza and it's the home of ethos Marion we're an emerging small business incubator and co-sharing working spaces we'll talk more about that on another podcast but uh, welcome glad you guys are here and as Allison said we've got interviews with successful business owners and founders of businesses that thrive here in small towns like Marion, Illinois. And today we welcome Steve Fowler, owner and operator of Fowler Heating and Cooling. Hey, Steve.
2: Hey, Russell. How are you? I'm good. How are you? (laughs) I'm great. I'm great. It's good to be here today. Yeah, we're glad to have you. Glad to be invited. Good to be seen.
0: And Steve, you have a fantastic heating and air conditioning business but you have also have your fingers in a whole lot else and I hope that we get to talk a little bit about that too. Um, but I would love to start with a little bit just about you and what you would like for our audience to know to build this picture around your business and why you're here in Marion.
2: Well the reason we're here in Marion is because it's uh it's the happening place, of course, but <laughs> at the time we came to Marion, I'm not sure that it was that then, but um, I was raised out in the country, out uh, northeast of Marion. I actually went to school at Johnson City, a little town north, and, uh, but we went to church here in Marion, so we had a lot of, uh, lot of friends and a lot of people that we knew here, and uh, my father was a, uh, a commercial sheet metal worker, And uh, he, uh, you know, he saw some slow times and one of those came and he decided it's either now or never. I've always wanted to start something, you know, for my family. And so in 1979, we opened up Fowler Heating and Cooling. And uh, my dad was 40 at the time. Wow. He always wished that he had started younger, but, you know, maybe he would not have been a success. If that being the case, you just never know. But, you know, uh, so we started in 1979 in a hay barn. You know, we right. were farming a little bit then, and and uh, anyway, we started the company in a barn. Uh, my mother was the secretary, and my dad did the work, and you know, I did the, I did every other job he wanted me to do. So, yeah. you know, so I've been in this industry since I was 16 years old. Wow. wow. Was, there, was right. there any other choices for you? Well, I had all kinds of thoughts. You know, I I, uh, I you know I could could have been a farmer. I could have worked out of the union hall or whatever I wanted, but. You know, I think my dad just kind of put me on this path, and it, you know, small town world, you do what your daddy did, you know, and that's sure. that's kind of that's kind of way that worked out, awesome. and it's been good. Uh, we mm-hmm. moved to Marion in 1983, uh, down on South Court in an old building, and uh, you know that was our start, really. Yeah that's awesome.
0: Did you ever have that defining moment of saying definitively, yes, this is the path I'm going to take, I'm going to take over the father's, my father's business, my family business, and I'm going to make this a legacy business? Or was it just a, a natural uh, evolution of well, there's no other answers now besides this, this is the only way that I see my life going? Well,
2: at the time, I, I didn't feel like I had much choice. You know, the job was there, you know, I was the cleanup guy, I washed the trucks, you know, I did everything that needed to be done. And so I really didn't think of doing a whole lot different. Now as far as running the company, that really didn't hit my mind early, of course. I would just I just did what dad said and that's just kind of the way that was. But you know, as uh, time went on, we burnt we burnt in nineteen ninety six and uh you know, we built a brand new facility. And as soon as we got it built, my dad retired. Wow. And he says, it's all yours now. And so <laughs> did you see it here coming? We go. No, not really. <laughs> it was, it was actually, it was actually Surprise. really unexpected. And so it was like, wow. you know, you know, you're going to sink or swim, go for it. So, you know, I just, I love the business. I love business. Um, you know, we just, I like to make money and and, uh, you know, I thought, well, hey, I'm a business owner now. Yeah. So anyway, that's the way it started. And it's been successful ever since. And there's a million reasons why. But, uh, you know, it's uh, it's just turned out to be my thing. And I've been there for 42 years now. Wow. Tell us more about
1: loving your business and being, loving being a business owner.
2: Well, it's a love-hate relationship. <laughs> you know, and I always thought that. Well, when I want to go on vacation, I'll go on vacation. If I don't want to work today, I won't work today. And, you know, those are just – that's just talking because you know that when you leave, it's going to be there for you when you come back. All the <laughs> stuff you didn't do while you were, you know, doing your own thing because you're your own boss. Mm-hmm. But all it boils down to is we do love it. I've got a great team. We we work about 25 people. They're family. And, you know, its I like to see them thrive. You know, I like to see them by – new cars and build houses and and just be part of our community. And it's just been really interesting to watch it grow. Uh, And it's, and it has done that by hard work. And if it wasn't for this city, we would not be where we're at. There's no doubt. I mean, it's really happening in Marion right now for Southern Illinois. That's for sure. That's awesome.
0: yeah Wow. So what is your favorite part about being a business owner?
2: Being able to be up here with you today,
0: <laughs> good answer, Steve. Yeah, it's uh, no. I,
2: I I love I love making my own rules. I love I love that. And you know what? The, there's a price to be paid for that. Sometimes when there's a mistake, it's my fault. When it's good, it's my fault. You know. Mm-hmm. So you know, I just kind of like doing my own thing. I don't like being held back by someone else and. You know, just to be honest with you, that's what I like. I like that about it. I I love my customers. I like to make them happy. So many times they call and, you know, they're so excited and they're hot or they're cold. And, you know, it's just good to be able to send someone out there and fix it and then call you back and say, you don't know how much I appreciate that. Yeah. But they don't know how much I appreciate them because without them, we'd be nothing. Yeah,
1: that's great. It's a great attitude. You're one of those abundant mind thinkers that we've talked about on this show is that you see things big? You don't see limitations? Because there's a lot of people that do what you do. They may not do as good as you do. but So how, talk about competition. Talk about working with, in business that there's other businesses, heating and cooling sure in Southern mean. Illinois. Yeah. Talk a little bit more about your
2: philosophy on that. It's a really simple philosophy. Um, and we talk about competition. Um, at one time, it was during, it was during a, a union negotiation and, you know, we're a union shop. And, uh, you know, the union guy said, well, you guys, uh, you don't have that much com- competition. And so a, fr- a friend in business and I, we started counting from Mount Vernon to Cairo. And there were over 90 wow. heating and air conditioning 90? company. And I think there's play more, more than that now. Wow. So there's a lot of competition. The competition's fine. It's good. There's, there's, work, there's work in Southern Illinois for everybody. Right now, we have more than... It seems like we could ever do. So we're very blessed when it comes to that. But the secret to it, in my opinion, is do what you say when you say you're going to do it. Yeah. And things will all pan out just fine. It's not your pricing. It's not how how slick your guys are dressed. It's not anything like that. It's just when you call me, you know you're good. And you don't have to worry about being taken advantage of or you don't have to worry about me telling you it's going to be noon and it's noon the next day you know, it's just doing the right thing. What exactly makes people happy? And that's just telling them the truth. That's good. Yeah. And, Those it, are and it works.
0: Words of wisdom right there. And it works.
2: You know, you don't have to be a flim flam man in the service business. And you know, everybody talks about, you know, how the plumber took advantage of them or something like that. And that's because they do. You just don't have to do that. You can be very successful just by being honest and, uh, far as pricing goes you just have to charge what you have to charge to keep the lights on yeah you know that's that's worked out really well for us for 42 years now
0: wow yeah Yeah, that's a lot of experience to to learn some valuable lessons and it just comes to something so simple as do what you say you're going to do treat people right
2: that's right that's all they really expect yeah wow that's all they really expect their air conditioner's down they're hot They want somebody to show up. They want somebody to cover their feet, be respectful, get in, fix it, pet the dog, give them a bill, they pay, they're happy, they tell their neighbors. That's how it works. It's just awesome.
0: Yeah. And let me back up here. We had um, talked about your upbringing and being part of the family business. Did you have any outside formal training besides that? Or was it all 100% experience in the business itself?
2: My grandfather owned a company right down here on Calvert Street. Um, it was called Ideal Lawnmower. He started <laughs> it in 1945, and us grandkids spent our whole life as little boys every Sunday at Grandma and Grandpa's house. And of course, the lawnmower shop was out there, and he worked on tillers and. Even every once in a while, a, a mini bike would come in, you know, and, you know, we'd get to ride it around. But anyway, I, I was raised up in my young life doing mechanic work for my grandpa as a little boy. You know, we scraped grass out from underneath lawnmowers and changed oil. And, you know, he's the one that kind of brought me into the, you know, working with your hands. And I loved it. You know, I love mechanical stuff, and I love to see how things work. So my family was raised up around that. Um And he was also a businessman. And, you know, later in life, you know, hey, my grandpa owned his own business. And it evolved into the John Deere dealership out here by the mall. You know, that's where it ended up. Uh, But, yeah, so I've been around business owners my whole life. Um, You know, they just worked really hard and didn't make a lot of money. But, you know, they they loved what they did. And I loved being there. But when dad said, hey, boy, you're going to be a heat and air guy now go sweep that floor. Mm. That's kind of how that worked out.
1: Yeah. Yeah. What would you say some of the challenges are for being a business owner in a small town? Because I think a lot of people that might be listening or or viewing in may say, "Mm, that's tough to, to start business or continue business next generation in your case in small town. Market's not big enough. There's not enough opportunities. What would you say to that person?
2: I would say that you just need to work harder to get the opportunities. Now, when anyone starts, you know it's going to be thin. If you opened up a heating and air conditioning shop today, uh, get your trucks lettered up nice, do a little advertising, and people will call you. You know, your neighbors, your friends right off the bat, hopefully they tell theirs. And, you know, there's all the opportunity in Southern Illinois you want, but you can't get it on the couch. Yeah. You have to reach out to people that... You know, I've always believed that you hire people that are smarter than you. Mm. If you want to make it and you want to make a lot of money, you hire people smarter than you. You know, my education is high school. And the rest of it is, wow, I won't do that again. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so, you know, anyone, if they if they want to work, it doesn't matter if you have a, buck and a bucket and a squeegee, you can wash windows uptown and make a living. Yeah, You know, it's just an, how hard you want to work. There's lots of opportunities in Marion.
1: Yeah. Hiring people smarter than you, that that's great. It's a fact. Yes. Yeah, that's super. That seems to be a recipe for success. Yep. is the people that we know, people we've interviewed, people that we work with. Um, you know, Of course, some of them's hired us, but uh, <laughs> not sure if that's good or not. <laughs> but, uh, you know, hiring people, and, and, and they're out there, right? You just have to search. Because some people say, well, there's just not enough people, not enough good workers, because it's a small community. We yeah, deal, let's we, talk about yeah. that. Yeah.
0: yeah. yeah. Would, workers. What do you what do you have to say about that, Steve, that we have this uh, workforce shortage and you have a staff of, you said, 25. So you what do you see about that? How do you see the workforce in small towns, specifically Marion, because that's where your business is?
2: It is hard. That is that is true. That's something we're we're going through here right now. Um, I do hope that'll change soon. Um we hired a service technician and it took me a year to hire him. Wow. Not just that man. We were hiring right. for a year that position. And, you know, We had yeah. a few people that we just felt weren't qualified, but you know, it was a very few. Uh, so it took almost a year. Like it was 11 months to hire the one. And I would hire another one today right now. Yeah. And I expect it may take me a long time to find that person. So, you know, that is a difficulty for me. Um, uh, I think we'll get past that. Yeah. You know, I think once you know, once things get back to normal and folks need to go back right. to work, I think that uh, there will be a lot more opportunity for business owners to hire. But that is a big struggle right now. Yeah. Um, if I lose one of my people, there's just not someone on the corner asking me to hire them. Yeah. So uh, you really have to work hard to find someone. Is that the number one resource that you need to be successful? It's your. It's about your people. About your people. Yeah. yeah, and you know, you know, there's a, you know, you just have to lead them correctly. You have to get them on board with what your philosophy is as far as business goes. And, uh, you know, they do it just like you want them to. And they do it just like you want it done. Mm-hmm. And, um, once you find that group of people, it's going to be a success.
0: Yeah, sure. You know?
2: and, with, and again, just like without great customers, uh, we'd be nothing without our people, you know. So they are my grandest resource, no doubt.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I know that that's that is a difficult thing is, you know, turnover and finding the right people. But it sounds like if it took you 11 months and three different people, you're not afraid to say this isn't the right position for you in order to find that right person. And I think that's really important for emerging businesses to not feel desperate for a person while they're searching for the right person. And I know I've been guilty of that myself is, you know, thinking so much on the scarcity side of a workforce that I'm, I'll just pick whoever comes first and try to put a square peg into a round hole instead of saying, Nope, I'd rather go without right now in order to find that right person. I'm not saying that
2: can't be done because sometimes you can, but uh, most of the time uh, you need that person that has the same, ethic as you, you yeah know, they believe like you you know and if they do you probably should hire them mm-hmm. you know it's uh you know attitudes everything you know is mm-hmm. uh, anyone can be taught to do a mechanical job but you can't teach attitude yeah you know so if you you uh you hire someone with a great attitude they'll go a long way with you yeah, yeah. that's for sure
1: Let's talk about teaching. So training opportunities, do you train yourself? Are there training opportunities around Marion, around Southern Illinois? John
2: A. Logan is an awesome resource for training. Um, And tell them what John A. Logan is. John A. Mm -hmm. Logan was a junior college Mm -hmm. over in Carterville area, and uh, they just have a lot of technical stuff over there, and hopefully they'll do a lot more they're expected to do more. Um, They've just elected a new board, and – I know one of those guys real well, maybe a couple of them, and they, you know, they want to do more technical training. And, mm-hmm. you know, what we need is, you know, we need welders and electricians, and sheet metal guys. And, mm-hmm. you know, because that's where the shortage is, mm-hmm. you know. So, uh, yes, that, that's, a, that's going to be a great resource yeah. to help Southern Illinois. And I think they're just going to be growing and growing. Yeah. yeah. And
1: that- so the shortage means there's opportunity.
2: There's a lot of opportunity. If, if you can strike an arc with a welder, you can come to Southern Illinois, you'd be working one day. Wow. There'll be wow. 10 people that want to hire you.
0: So, and this may be a little bit off topic, but in order to explain one of these very valuable resources that we have is John A. Logan College, which it's just in the town next to us, um, but it's a community college, it's a technical trades college, they have a really great technical trades program. If somebody that does not have the skill sets but wants to get into the workforce so that they are not at a minimum wage job their whole life and they want to go into something like what you do and do some sort of a tech- technical piece, how would they do that? Do they do that on their own, or would they go through a an employer like you? Would you send somebody that way, or how does that work?
2: Well, in my case... Um I have a union shop, as Mm -hmm. as I mentioned. They also have a training facility between Marion and Johnson City. So if a new guy comes on, they go through four years of training in our industry. You know, HVAC service and, of course, sheet metal and welding. Uh Okay, so that's one way to do it. Uh, I've hired a lot of young guys, and we just trained them on the job. Uh, Just to be quite honest with you, my, my general manager, he's the guy that takes all the heat these days, you know. He started with me when he was sixteen years old and he's been there over thirty years. Wow. Wow. Pushing a broom. Pushing Mm. a broom and he's the GM. So if you want it, it's there. Mm. You just hook up with some business and show them that, you know, hey, you want it and people will train you. That's no doubt. We do and I'm sure other places do too.
0: That's excellent. Yeah, thank you for clarifying that because I know that sometimes, especially the uh, younger individuals may not realize how to get from point A to point B. And it sounds like there's multiple ways. There is. It's hard work and effort. Yeah.
2: It's hard work and effort, and there's not a thing wrong with that.
0: While you were going through your, I call them growing pains as a business, what would that one resource or mentorship or you know what would that look like as if you were to be able to walk into somewhere and say hey as a business owner I need help with this what would that be
2: in years past Mm -hmm. it was probably marketing for us there are marketing people out there now and I and I have a pretty good one I'll have to say And uh, she's helped us a lot with marketing. And, you know, it's only been in the last four or five years that we've really jumped on board. I've always liked to be on the cutting edge, just a hair off the bleeding edge. Mm -hmm. But, you know, as far as that marketing and, you know, getting the way I want things to be out there. and, And, you know, to my customers on, you know, how I feel about business and feel about them. And, you know, so it would have been marketing. Is what it would have been for me. I mean, other than mm-hmm. that, the rest of it is just hard work. And you know, they say if you're going to be dumb, you got to be tough. You know, so you know, you just got to get back up when things don't go right, and, mm-hmm. and uh, dust yourself off and go on, and and that will make you a success in itself.
0: Okay, yeah. great. Thank you so much for that. That's really helpful to understand what businesses are going through and trying to identify what those uh, those gaps are that potentially ethos would be able to help with and you know if not ethos city resources and things like that so. yeah it
2: would have been nice if we would have had that resource of ethos back then yeah but for new people coming in you guys are here and there's probably nothing you can't recommend to them uh, people to help them, give them ideas, give them a workspace. there's a lot of things that that ethos can do to help people.
0: We'd like to take a break to thank our sponsors of Small Town Big Business. We'd like to thank Southern Trust Bank, Fowler Heating and Cooling, Watermark Auto Group Foundation, Swinford Media Group, and Union Street Arts Production.
1: And you can listen to new episodes every two weeks on your favorite podcast platform, including Spotify, Amazon Music, Google Podcast, TuneIn, Podbean, or you can watch us on our YouTube channel. Thank you so much for joining us for Small Town Big Business. Now back to our show.
0: Okay, so I have a question for you. What do you love about being in a smaller town doing business?
1: This is your softball question, Steve. You can hit it out of the park on this one because I know how you feel <laughs> about about Marion, Illinois. I love
2: Marion, Illinois. It's uh, you know it's a it's a place that holds our values. It's a place that You see very little issues, very little problems. You know, people like each other here. Everyone gets along with each other really, really well. Um, I don't know. I just, I've been fortunate enough to travel. I've been in a lot of places, but there's nothing like home, you know, to get out of the truck on the square. And before you make your way into a building, you've said, Hey, to four or five people. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. And it's been that way for me this morning walking right into this building. I'm just saying it's, you know, I think people truly love each other in Marion. Yeah. You know, and uh, it's just a very conservative little town and it just feels good being here. Yeah. And I want to be a part of everything that's going on, although I know I can't. I just, <laughs> you know, I just I just love to see the growth. And I love yeah. to see other people investing their money in this town and hiring people. And, you know, I this square that you all see right now would done slid off into the rocks if it hasn't been for people that wanted to keep the history alive and keep it going in this building
1: well you're one of those persons you're integral to what is happening and will happen can you talk a little bit about that give us some juicy insider information could you
2: i don't know about how juicy i I could make it but uh you're investing in downtown yeah i am i am and i hope maybe i'm not done I, i just don't know but I know that we started with the little building over here where Lavish Bath Box is. Uh, My daughter, Katie, uh, went to college. She came home, wanted to work for me. Well, that was great, and she did for 12 years. And then she started a small business with a, uh, what do you call it? It's a a subscription box. Mm -hmm. And so she started running that out of one of my empty offices. And it grew, and it grew, and it grew. And finally, she said, I... I have all this product left over. I don't know what I'm going to do. And I said, we ought to get a storefront, and sell that on storefront, and hire someone to do that. And she goes, "Well, someone's me." Yeah. And so she said, "That's what I want to do." And so we bought a building downtown, and man, it was a mess. I will say that. But you know, you can't tell now. Oh, it's 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 come out. It's beautiful. Actually, she's got an awesome little business there. Uh, She's thriving. Mm -hmm. It's growing. Um, and that's Katie know, Fowler. That's Katie Fowler.
1: Lavish Bath and Box. Make sure we get that in. Lavish there. Bath Box, yeah. right? Yeah.
2: And you know, she said, "I, you know, she says, I, I like being here, Dad, but you know, I want to be Katie Fowler. I don't want to be Steve Fowler's daughter." Yeah. You know, and I'm like, "You got that? That's good." That's awesome. So we we bought that building, we renovated it, and uh, during the renovation, we noticed some issues to that building that was caused by the one next door. So I thought, well, how are we going to get this done? Well, I just worked on the gentleman that owned the building and, and uh, finally got it purchased and we're getting ready to bring a high-end restaurant to Marion, yeah. which you guys will find out more about that at another podcast, I yeah. guess. That's yeah. right. And uh, I'm really excited about that work should start on that project probably within the next week, hopefully. We wow. received a grant uh, from, the, from the state and uh, we're, actually we accepted it today. And so Excellent! Going to be moving Congratulations! Very Congratulations. Thank you. It's it's very exciting. It's a large building. It's going to have an outdoor seating space. Uh, you know the people that are moving in it. They've been in the restaurant business for ten years now. Yeah. Very successful in another small town that just didn't have what Marion has to offer. Yeah, and it was time for them to grow. And if you're going to grow, Marion is the place to be.
1: Yeah. So, Square feet in that space?
2: Uh, Seven thousand somewhere. Wow. All all into downstairs. Downstairs. Yeah, there will be, there'll be about 4,500 square feet of uh, seating space. Wow. So I believe that's probably the biggest restaurant in Marion.
0: Yeah. And then, yeah. of
2: course, there's three or 4,000 square feet of kitchen. Um, above is going to be two luxury apartments, and I believe we're going to uh, do vacation rentals by owner. Really? I've got someone that's going to take care of those for me. That's awesome. Don't I have?
0: You do. I do.
2: I do. <laughs> and then so we're out- looking excited. We're really excited about that because yeah. I think that's going to that's gonna help the, the new young couple that's putting the business in. That's going to help them uh, with their costs once we get that, that rolling for okay. them. So, yes, I own the business. Or I own the building. But my goal is to see them move in it and, yeah. I, and prosper.
1: From your perspective, what does this mean for Marion, Illinois, for um, Town Square?
2: This is big. Because you know we have the Civic Center, and it's right, right next, next door. door. Over yeah, there. and you know, so uh, they're going to get back to normal really, really soon. And when you put hundreds of people on the square every single night, it's going to really help. People's going to come there before shows. They're going to come there after. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's going to be a beautiful venue. Yeah, and uh, it's going to help the square because they're going to produce tons and tons of tax money. Yeah. yeah, and that's what it's all about. We all need to get out there and work hard, pay our taxes, and watch Marion grow. That's awesome. Yep. Yeah.
1: And you mentioned right next door to Marion Cultural and Civic Center. We should yes. give the proper name for that, because it's a beautiful venue that we've had for generations. Yes. It's amazing that
2: it's here in Marion, isn't
1: exactly. it? Exactly. Yep. And now they're back to live shows with people. Officially so, on Friday. Officially on Friday. So I'm very excited about that. Yeah, and outdoor space, too. You mentioned that briefly. There's
2: going to be an outdoor space. Uh, you know. eating,
1: eating, dining, drinking.
2: Yes. Yeah. yeah. It's, uh, it's it's large space also. It, it's... Uh, I think they're gonna they're gonna have their hands full with how big this space is but uh, people like an outdoor space yeah and you know it's gonna be set up hopefully uh, how they want it but I'm I'm picturing with you know shrubs and trees and you know lights stretched across the buildings and you know I've got all kinds of ideas you know about That's super but it's gonna be a nice private outdoor space
1: yeah for them Unique to Marion or or are you modeling after some other community? Well, after, I know
2: that yeah. they are modeling their building and in the inside towards some places from some places in Nashville. Okay, actually, uh, Sherry and I met them in Nashville, and they showed us this restaurant down there, nice. yes. and they liked it, and they have a lot of great ideas, and yeah. they'll make it happen. So it's mainly yeah. things that they've seen from out of town yeah. that they want to emulate. That's awesome.
1: So we can mention their names as Troy Ray and Katie Karcher and a Seasoning Bistro. Absolutely and we're gonna be interviewing them yep. upcoming episode too. So
2: Yeah, we're really excited about that project.
1: Yeah. Yeah. We are too.
0: Well, Steve, it's so exciting that you saw this vision and was willing to go out there and reinvest in your community like this. And I feel like you give back to your community in a lot of ways. What is a way that you feel like the commute, what does the community give to you and your business? Do you see that there's some sort of support that you get from being in Marion or being in a small town that maybe you wouldn't have received if you were in a more metropolitan area?
2: Absolutely. And, and, you know, it's, uh, the support we get is from, it seems like everyone, uh, and, and when I say support, what I mean by that is, is whether it's I get a call because their furnace is broke down, or they call and, and want to be part of something that we're doing. Um, you know, it's like, I don't know, it's 50,000 people, but everybody knows everybody. Yeah. And if they don't today, they will tomorrow. Yeah. You know, and so, yeah, there's a lot of support from this town, and I think I'm not the only one that wants to do business in their town. Yeah. You know? And so I do business with you, you do business with me, and we recommend each other to our friends and yeah. you know, so it's just small town world. When you're in mm-hmm. I have friends in the city and the business of what I do. And uh, you know, they don't know they don't know these people very often. Everybody's yeah. just someone that called in. Yeah. Sure. You know, when they call in my shop, I'm not you know, marriage growing. And and nowadays there's a lot of names that come across that desk that I don't recognize and that's good. That's good. But uh, most people that call in, I know who they are, and you know, I say, hey, what are they calling in about? You know, yeah. I I know Russell. What's going on with him? You know, so it, the small town support is is unbelievable. In fact, it's what drove us forward all these years, yeah. and we really have grown. Uh, last year was our biggest year ever
0: in four wow. years. Wow! Congratulations. Yeah.
2: So and this year's following suit. Mm. So it, it's just it's just awesome. We've been blessed, and, and there's a lot of work out there
1: about support from your local government city county
2: we couldn't have done probably what we did on this square so far without the support from the city Uh, if we need something done it's amazing if i need a telephone pole moved it's going to cost me a hundred thousand dollars to get the power co-op or the power company to change it they make one phone call and they move it Mm. and they do make the call Mm. anything you need and it's like infrastructure uh, Mayor Absher uh, said, if you need infrastructure, if you need water, you need gas, whatever you need on the outside of that building, call us, mm-hmm. and we'll work really hard to try to make it happen for mm-hmm. you. Uh, they were very uh, integral in helping Troy and Katie come to Marion. Yeah. And, uh, and I am positive they're not done yet. Yeah. So if, uh, if you have a vision to come to Marion, all of our city fathers work together. They're a great team, and they make it happen. They have for us. Yeah.
0: I have one last question for you. So if you were to tell your, either your 16-year-old self, or even though you already do have kids that have went into business themselves, like Katie, what would you tell a young entrepreneur that's getting ready to start a business? What would be your advice to them?
2: Know your business, if you can. You know, you can't always when you first start, but know your business, hire the right people and be willing to be willing to work more than eight hours a day. If you want to work eight hours, just grab your dinner bucket, dinner bucket and go to work for someone else. If you want to be an entrepreneur, uh, you're going to work 16 hours you're going to wake up in the middle of the night and thinking about your business and the things that you said you do yesterday and forgotten, you know, it's, you have to eat it, drink it, sleep it, breathe it, if you want to be a business owner and be successful. It's not an eight-hour job. Uh, and if you want to do that, the, the payback can be awesome. Yeah. It can.
0: I Would you ever that trade that? Awesome,
2: that's a great word. <laughs> <it not? laughs>
0: Would you ever trade those 16-hour days no. or anything else?
2: Not now. I mean, there was a time I was wondering, <laughs> you know, hey, is this really worth it? You know, I have my friends and that work at for other people. And, you know, when they leave that day, they don't even look in the mirror, Uh, you know, let alone worry about what's going on, but no, I wouldn't change it. It's great to see it come together. And once all these years have passed, it's just awesome to see, to see what's, what's happened and what you and your team have accomplished over all the years. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's great to be in Southern Illinois. That's super. It
0: is super
1: Steve. I really appreciate you. Uh, love that we've gotten to know each other a little bit. Absolutely. I have to be honest here. When I first saw Steve and didn't know Steve, I, I wondered, Steve looks pretty rough. <laughs> Steve, <laughs> it's I, the, but,
0: it's <laughs> the goatee. <isn't> it? <laughs> but I tell you what, it,
1: it's actually the opposite. You are the kindest, uh, gentlest man I think I know. Oh,
2: don't tell anybody I don't want, you know, I don't want to ruin <laughs> we, we can cut
1: this out. That's okay.
2: No, yeah. that's great. But uh, yeah, well. We all mellow out when we get old. That's for sure. That's for sure.
0: It's always great talking to you, Steve. Absolutely. I get a lot of life breathed into me when I hear you fired up about this town. And it just, it it gets me excited even more so about what we're doing down here and just know that we're on the right path. And it's, it's exciting. And I love being able to help other businesses, you know, whether we're bringing them into town or starting them from natives that are already here. And it's just, it's exciting to see that other business owners want to help that happen too.
2: Well, it makes me happy. It's like you sent me the email of some of your visions of some mm-hmm. things that were going to happen uptown. And it just makes me happy to see that stuff because I know it's not just me. I know that behind the scenes that the city and their employees and people are working hard to to keep this revitalization going. Yeah. And I don't think we've seen anything yet. I think maybe we'll know on the 14th a little more.
0: I, I agree.
1: Excellent. Hey, Steve. Steve Fowler, thank you so much. Thank you for thank joining you us. on. Appreciate Small town, big business. We also want to thank you for being one of our sponsors, Fowler Heating and Cooling. We thank Absolutely. our sponsors and also Southern Trust Bank, the Watermark Auto Group Foundation, uh, Swinford Publications, and our producer and editors at Union Street Arts. Uh, thank you, Luke O'Neill. And David Williams is here with us this morning, too. If you'd like to subscribe to our podcast, you can find us on the podcast platforms and also catch these video segments on social media, including Facebook. And if you want to know more, you can reach out to me, Russell Williams. The email is russell at watermarkethos.org, or you can reach Allison Hassler with the City of Marion. And we are...
0: Allison Hassler.
1: And Russell Williams. And this is Small Town Big
0: Business. Thank you for listening.